Welcome to the next episode. It is cracking 2 a.m. I need to be a little bit quiet because the whole family's asleep. I do not want to wake them up, but I had to record this for you. Hey everyone, it's Vaughn. Awesome to have you. And guess what? I'm in the middle of it all. My message today is quite straight up, quite simple. You're never going to be completely ready to start or to make that transition. It's a fallacy and a trick that your mind plays on you that you'll just wake up and everything will be in perfect unison. The sun will rise exactly at the right time. You'll wake up, but there'll be a beautiful flow. Everything will just occur the way it should. You'll attract it all when you need it. Absolutely. Some of that is true, but the majority of us have to do the rest of the work, right? So we've got to bring it to us through right thinking. And then, of course, it's the action we receive things. And so rather than just sitting back and waiting for perfect timing, go forward with imperfect action. What ends up happening as a result of doing this is the world starts to orientate itself. Well, I should say you start to orientate yourself in the world much more clearly, much more concisely. You have a little bit more confidence because you know where you're aiming. And that's precisely what's actually happened as a result of this podcast. It's one of the reasons I love projects so much. I love creating things. But I found for me personally that creating content for YouTube or Facebook Lives doesn't have the same accountability structure for me as something like this where I've committed to you and it's online, it's public, it's out there for the world to see. And there's definitely people rooting for me to fail. There's people maybe rooting for me to succeed. I don't really care. Personally, I need to focus on delivering And that's what I did today. So being in the middle of it all, you know, it's great to have these lofty ideas, these big goals, these dreams, these aspirations, and you must, you have to know that there's a brighter day coming, that there's something else that you want to bring into the world. I think though, when you're in the middle of it all, that's where the block and the rut can really set in because you can get trapped in the day to day. So what did I do today? Well, I delivered to over 20 of my clients. So we have online events that we create, that we run, that we do. I set up three new ones of those. And on top of that, I was doing a bunch of work for the back end of social media. I edited and distributed a new podcast. I then also had to give the the background and the thinking to what I'm going to do with all of these things. Because you see, when you do one thing, it actually has a trickle down effect. So for example, when I was editing the podcast, I realized, oh man, I needed the covers Uh, for the marketing. So I had to create that as I went. So it's a classic example of when you start something, you have no idea of just how much is involved, but that shouldn't stop you. And it does for most people. So forgive me if some of my ideas seem a little bit scattered. It's because it's it's hitting late. I've hit the wall and I definitely can feel that in my brain, but I was going with high energy right up till about 15 minutes ago. And I guess that's part of being in the middle of it all. When you're really building a new idea out and you're currently working in pre-existing conditions, whether you're running a business, a job, a family, your own mini empire, you already have obligations that you must deliver on. And my thing is I want to deliver the highest service I can and render the best value to any client I'm working with. So therefore I have to be in a certain shape. So throughout the day, I do my best to rest up. If I know I have to have a big evening, I'll take a nap, I love my dad naps, love my dad naps. Uh, I'll play with the kids because I know I might need 
extra time to work or I might need a bit more time to try and sleep in. <laughs> it's not going to have, I'm not going to sleep in. The kids are going to wake me up in like four hours. I'm going to feel a bit funny with that one. But I, I sort of always think ahead a little bit and go, okay, what shape do I need to be in? How do I plan on arriving? And ha- therefore I can deliver because those obligations need to be met. So it's all good to make the sale, but you, you just can't over promise and under deliver. You really do need to bring it for your people, whatever that is in your capacity. And so that brings the entrapment because now you're in the middle, right? You're right there building out, but you're also stumbling because you can't build out to the capacity and level you thought you could. Now, don't get me wrong. You and I are both going to have days where we just crush it. Now I crushed it today, but I really crushed it more on an organizational admin front. But I'm a big believer in getting your house organized and getting yourself clean and literally, figuratively, metaphorically, <laughs> allegorically, every every possible way that that sounds is what I mean. You need to have an area in your mind, a space in your heart, an openness that you can work from, through, and with. And what do I mean by that? Well, as you know from the previous episodes, I was discussing like a five-part formula that I was going through to scale. And part of doing that is, you know, getting rid of the dead wood in the forest. You know, bushfires happen when there's, in Australia particularly, when there's an overgrowth and too much dead wood, and then fires go out of control. And that can be prevented if you just do the simple things that Aborigines have done for thousands of years, and that is getting rid of the dead wood or burning off in smaller amounts of back, uh, what's called backfire. Well, it's not backfire, so I can't even think of the name now. Uh, Backburning, that's it. And so we want to sort of backburn some of our admin or backburn some of the things that we don't need to do or that will create a space for us. So over the next week or two, we have a little bit more room to operate out of for the future. So what I did today, I found I prioritized what I needed to. I did the things that I thought today were very important, but they also weren't necessarily all the things that would get me to the million dollar outcome I want. But that's okay because it's clearing space. So the next opportunity I create for myself, I have the room, the mental capacity and the open heart to be able to think about what am I going to build? What am I going to do? And one of the other ideas that I want to share with you is part of this process of getting clean, like getting getting things organized, getting them arranged, but not spending your whole time doing that, is it also gives you time to put ideas into your subconscious mind. So let's think about this for a second. The ancient Greeks referred to your heart of hearts, not the physical heart, but your heart of hearts, the subconscious part of your personality. This is the part we don't control. And have you ever had an idea or a hunch or something just came to you and you're like, oh, I've got to do that. Well, this podcast was that idea. The brand I'm built to $100,000 more than once, you know, several times. Different brands and ideas, they came out of these moments. Now, I'm a big believer that we get guided if we listen. And so we're going to have lots of ideas when you really open up to it, but not all ideas are good. And you think, well, which one do I pursue? And it's really the idea that's on your heart and the heart of hearts. It's the idea that comes to you through you questioning, through you seeking. And this is why I believe you have the answers already. You just have to have the courage to go forward. And part of this is to actually instill that confidence to say, hey, go do it. Do what I'm doing. Like, I hate to use the word, but like fail forward. And that's okay. Do it ugly. 
and do it imperfectly because within that is actually the beauty, right? From that births the creation of whatever you're doing. It's a really awesome way to live. But when you are going through the process of doing things that may not be moving you where you want to go, you can still take a moment out to think about, all right, and turn over to your subconscious mind a, a command, like an order, you know, like sort of demand from yourself that the answer will come. It's like, look, I'm actually not sure what the next step is, but the answer will come and then get to work on what you currently can do. So for me, I know I needed to organize things ahead of time because in the next month, I want to make a series of sales to create, uh, you know, income, of course, but also to book out my events that are online. And these are just part of my bread and butter earnings. I, I have to deliver these to keep the momentum going of the current students and clients that are coming through my business. So they expect these things to be in place and not at the last minute. So I need to give them a few weeks so they can book in, register, so I can deliver the next month of events. So that is not going to scale. Do you see the problem? But it can lead you to think that, hey, what a successful day. And it was because I did the admin. I got those things set up. Everything looks really beautiful. People can buy. I'm ready for sales. And so the back end of that is what? Marketing, advertising. I've got to get the word out. And really, that's what I want to spend my time today doing. And you might feel the same. You might feel, man, I wanted to just generate income. All I want to do is spend time making and generating income. But you know what you need? You need the beautiful, polished, slippery slide of money coming into your bank account, but you got to build it, right? Like you need to have, so there's a weird analogy. You need to have like some, I told you it's late. You need to have some sort of like mechanism for this money to come to you. So you got to build a pathway, right? Pathway, that's better. So otherwise the money will never come to you. And that's what takes the time for most people. And it can be very frustrating because it's like, oh, if I didn't have to do all of this online stuff, I didn't have to fill out all these forms. If I didn't have to create all these different events and then post them to social media and then create the graphics and create the copy and then, oh, I've got to get my coffee. I've got to have my nap. And then, you know, I've got to send this out. I've got to do X, Y, Z. Listen, that's the name of the game. That's what we both have to do. And so what I'm a believer in is, is building out your systems. Oh, did I mention in all of this, I actually updated my blog. Like It just came to me. This is important um, because it's, it's it, the, the minimum amount of admin should suffice. So I want to explain this to you. One of the things that I, that I always, always have in the forefront of my mind is how can these things interconnect so I can make more revenue and serve more people? So I'll give you an example. On my blog, any blog you visit of mine, there's always something I'm going to give away. It's called a lead magnet in marketing terms. Now, that is also connected to a back end of pretty intricate funnels. I would say fairly advanced automation, emails, tagging, uh, sequential email delivery, you know, different, different automations happen based on whether you open an email or don't, or whether you click one or you don't. There's timed offers. Like there's a massive web bit on the back end of everything I do. So you will never see it from where you're sitting. So if you go visit any website of mine and click on things, you'll see, hey, subscribe to this for free. Ha ha, there's something on the back end there. And it's all built around what you do. So it's very, very intricate. Now that took ages to set up. It's like a, it's like the plumbing in a house. You need to build the plumbing in a house. You do not just want to build everything else. 
And so that that back end is really important. Now, why do you need to hear this? Because when I have my blog, my blog is not just a blog. It is like a magazine, a newspaper. It's a way of people understanding my ideas, what I'm about, if they like it or don't. They can choose then to get more information by being on a mailing list of some sort. Even though they don't want that, the idea is here's something for free that'll help move you down the line towards where you want to go. And in exchange, let me have the opportunity to market to you in some way, like, you know, not negatively in a, in a really positive way. Let me share some more ideas that help you. Hey, and if you'd like to buy something, here's what I offer as well. And so the, 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 the whole concept is anything you structure online needs to be value first, but also you've got to be smart. You have to have different what's called, you know, freemiums, which could be like a taster of an actual software product or a lead magnet or something that people can get value from, like a checklist. And you need to have lots of them. And everything you publish needs to connect back to different funnels that scale revenue towards you and come down that slippery slide, right, (laughs) towards your bank account. And if you're not doing that, you're wasting so much opportunity. And, you know, I'm really cautious to use too many platforms that I don't control. So I use Eventbrite, I use Meetup, I use lots of different types of, um, you know, popular ways and mechanisms to create marketing that are free tools, but, you know, free isn't free because you're really advertising them. So I'm really cautious to make sure I try to control as much as I can and I connect it back to stuff I own, stuff I can can control. So another little uh, side story with this and understanding what you're trying to do is at the outset, even though you're in the middle of it all, is you, you are building like your own real estate property. You're not just building one house. Sometimes you're building several houses, like a mini development, but you need to own that plot of land you stand on. If you only specialize in Facebook and YouTube, which we're going to talk about these things over time, they're platforms you don't control. Like you don't own that real estate. So you can get booted off those at any point. So what's my point? The point is you need to learn where you can control your land what assets you can put on it, what you can have. So even if I have a big audience on Facebook and YouTube and I build other audiences on other social media as time goes on, it all changes. So I'm very aware of that. I'm very aware I can get booted off those. I can spend money building an audience if I want. I can spend money on content for a specific platform or editing things to be what's called contextual across multiple platforms. But you can also lose that following because they can boot you off at a moment's notice for whatever weird reason. And it's happened to me before. I've had to beg Facebook to give me back my ad accounts for no really good reason. So this always reinforced this point. Whatever you build, you are guiding people down a certain type of journey and you want it to be structured in a way that they it always comes back to say, you know, the, the, the term of being in a funnel. And I, I don't really like that term, but it's true. It's like you're moving people towards a desired outcome. And the desired outcome is to do business with you in some way. Uh, It's sort of disqualifying people as more than qualifying people. You know, people vote for themselves to come into your funnel, but you're also disqualifying people saying, you're maybe not the type of person that should work with me because uh, you're, you know, I charge this amount of money or, you know, this is what I'm actually about. And if you're anti, you know, if you're completely a racist Nazi supporter, maybe we're not going to do well together, you know? So the point being is that everything should lead back to you being able to control the asset. So what do you do? Well, an email list. That is fundamentally in my head, one of the most important assets you'll ever own. I don't care what people say. It is not dead. It is something you need to really, really focus on. In fact, I'm going as far to tell you that everything you do and build 
has to lead back to your email list. Just look at anything of mine online. You'll see what I'm talking about. It is like whatever is happening in terms of audio, video, graphics, infographics, cutouts, blog posts, it's all about coming back to, please get on my list so I can share more value with you. And hey, if you want to buy something, you can. But if not, I'm going to keep pumping out value towards you until you unsubscribe. Outside of that, unless you build a platform, your audience's aren't really yours, they're rented. So enjoy them, but don't get caught up thinking that just because you have 100,000 people following you or you have a million people following you, that one, that makes you money because it doesn't. Follow The amount of followers doesn't have a direct proportion how much money you make. So that's a bit of a fallacy that we can explore if you want. Leave me a message. Um, the size of your email list also doesn't guarantee you make money. So everything here is a strategy, right? So like I said, we're building plumbing in a house. And you may need multiple houses, but you need to control the land you stand on. You need to build that little platform for yourself. So if you decide to move off Facebook to something else, you know how to take people there. All right. So I hope that makes sense. So whilst you're in the middle of it all, this is what happens. You know, you're trying to build out these platforms into your own audience. You're trying to extrapolate people from a follower into an actual email subscriber. And you're you're trying to figure that out as you go. And you're figuring it out quite roughly all the time, no matter how fast you operate. Like I do things real quickly now because I know what I'm doing, but it still takes time. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should have just began with what I wanted to do, which was what? Market my stuff, do my ads, like all those ideas about what I want to scale. I want to execute on them, but I also need to deliver what I'm responsible for. So in the process of following your idea, my suggestion is like, deliver on your obligations and then have boundaries around that. You know, you need to carve time out every day towards where you're moving. So for me, part of this podcast is that deliverability of moving towards where I want to go. It's keeping accountable, recognizing that, hey, it's okay to not nail exactly the next stage every single day, but I engaged in the right activities, which I'm pretty proud of. And so I want you to take stock of what you did today. Also, what didn't work for you, what you wanted as an outcome and realize you're pretty much always in the middle of it all and there's no perfect time. So really all you and I can do is go forward with imperfect action because we have incomplete information to make decisions. So we can only decide what we want at any one time, but we don't know the 100% return or the 100% outcome we get from that decision. So I I discourage you from trying to wait for everything to line up before you decide what you're going to do. And my last idea on this is that notice that when you really start acting in accordance with the new idea or the new train of thinking, when you act in accordance, not mentally jerking yourself off by just thinking of an idea all the time. When I say actually acting on it, you set up a different attractive force. Your mind shifts completely. So again, using this podcast as an example, just publishing and knowing I had to publish made a incredible difference to the way I was going to structure my day. And you know, going forward, let's see how this plans out as an experiment. But it made much more focused attention towards that. Now, that doesn't mean I wasn't focused before, but it just gave me the sort of new life. It gave me this new, clear, concrete way of being able to deliver and keep accountable as a sort of diary format about what I'm doing. So before having courses, having podcasts, having guest interview spots that I was put on other people's podcasts, doing 
dozens and dozens of live events, you know, on the internet every month being, you know, being live event, being classified as like doing a Facebook live or literally doing like a Zoom meeting of some sort or Zoom event or uh, doing some form of that. Well, that was always something I had, I was doing right to keep things moving, but were they scaling, you know, were they growing? And I found that despite doing all that activity, it still felt quite scattered. So the orientation of a goal is really something that's going to help you when you're in the middle of it all, know when you're going in the correct direction, like a, a true north star. So keep that in the forefront of your mind. Once you make that decision to move, once you really start acting in accordance with that decision, you watch what happens to your levels of enthusiasm how you start to think about your day, what you cut out and what you start to uh, put back in. It's incredible. I look forward to hearing about it from you. And I really appreciate you being here and listening to me today. Please make sure you uh, leave a rating, uh, share this with your friends. And if there's anything I can help you with, reach out to me, book a coaching session and let's get it together next time. I hope to have a good sleep, probably about two hours worth, and then we'll come back to tomorrow, see how we're doing.